This is Bill Jackson speaking. Hello, everybody. Welcome now to Sportsline. Gary Dornberg with you. I'm Tony Rixby, WPTF News. Hello, this is Charles Carroll, CBS News, WPTF in Raleigh. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Carolina Newsmakers. I'm Don Curtis. Hello, friends. This is Bill Friday, WPTF in Raleigh. I'm Rufus Adbiston on the Weekend Gardener. Now, here is your moderator, Tom Kemp. Thanks for watching this week's NC Spin. Now, here is Hey Kaiser. Hi, yo. Well, that's good. This is Aunt Devine. This is Robert St. John in the NBC Newsroom in New York. The Monitor Edition of News of the World. Debnam views the news. And now, here is Mr. Debnam. Good afternoon, everyone. Yours truly, Sam Beard, and Jim Reed, and Carl Gert. Thank you, Sam, and greetings to all of our listeners. This is Harry Presley, WPTF in Raleigh, North Carolina. Wayne Ed is standing by now with a check of the latest news. WPTF News presents Regional Report, a digest of late happenings throughout the area. This is Bill Ellis. This is Jimmy Capps. For the nocturne, we send as our best. This is Bill Hope. This is Warren Barfield with Kingdom Scott at the organ and a program of Familiar Carol. Good morning, this is Phil Franklin. And this is J.C. Knowles with the North Carolina Collection on WPTF. I'm Mike Blackman, WPTF News. This is Robert Hager, WPTF News. This is Bob Farrington. Good morning, everybody. Charlie Gaddy here with Ask Your Neighbor. Mario Dale here. Fess Parker, our guest this morning here at News Talk 680. Well, Jack Boston, that was a great introduction. Hey, everyone, great to have you with us. This is North Carolina's Morning News. I'm Brian Freeman on WPTF. Hello, I'm your friend Bart Rittner. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Bob Butler Show. And this is Ned Champion reporting. And here is Carl Venters. WPTF is the voice that shares with its neighbors what it's like to be living the life of Raw. This is Charles Osgood wishing Mike Rayley and Ann Clapp congratulations on the anniversary of WPTF's Weekend Gardener Program. This is Donna Mason on 680 WPTF. And I'm Dick Stork in the WPTF Record Vault. Good morning to you. Johnny Hood on the Southern Farm Network. Well, howdy, everybody. I'm Hap Hanson. I'm Marlon Bowling reporting. I'm Ann Clapp. And this is a Tar Heel Gardener saying, keep them growing. Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF at uh, 10.09, Rufus and a uh, caller. Rufus is taking calls separately this morning. I'm not sure what his number. uh, I don't know that he wants to give out his number, but uh, our number is 919-860-9783. Governors, congressmen, senators, kings and queens all calling Rufus this morning. Uh, And Bobby is with us, uh, is back with us. Uh, we wanted him to to finish up his story. Uh, our New Jersey transplant living in uh, <coughs> in Anger now, Bobby. Uh, so uh, continue. Good morning, my. Friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we gonna start all over again? Huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm hanging on. I'm hanging. No, on. we got you. We got you back on the air, Bobby. Fantastic. So how have y'all been? We've been great. We. <laughs> 
We yeah, we are starting all over again. We uh we are doing wonderful. I and uh I hope you're well and uh, I know it's uh, sorry as we were talking about it's certainly warmer there in Harnett County than it is uh, where you're from. So Exactly. Yeah, and so, you can get out and garden and you were talking about your uh, going out and fish. You're an avid fisherman and using using fish, do you use the fish bones, I assume? Yeah. Well, you you bury or, or exactly. is this in a compost pile or? Exactly, I'm turning it right into the soil, and then that way it gets a couple months to decompose and get all nice and rich and all that. That way, when I put my lime in there and I start my garden in the spring, it's got a great start. My my my, my neighbor back in Jersey had the best garden that you can imagine. He grew the biggest tomatoes. That's how I learned how to make uh, grow them tomatoes for them famous tomato sandwiches. Mmm. You like uh, you like mayonnaise and and tomato and now now we're gonna get into it. Again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us, uh, tell us it. what uh, do you know what kind. I'm a Yankee. I'm a Hellman's man now. Okay. Oh. All right. Do you like what kind of bread? They like this Duke's mayonnaise. Duke's mayonnaise. Yeah. Out of Richmond, Virginia, or South Carolina. Okay, I guess well, we're going to stick with the helmet. Bring out the best, I say. <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of bread do you like with your your oh, uh, tomato sandwich? Now we're talking. Now we're talking. You like pumpernickel? Like, do you know that Bobby A. was a pastry chef? Oh. oh no, I didn't know anything like okay, that. Okay. So, so you bake your own bread? We make Yes, I make my own homemade bread. Italian bread, and I like it a little crispy, uh, really soft interior, a lot of flavor. Hmm. Wow. That's that... the best tomato sandwich you're going to make right there with Italian bread. Have you tried that, Rufus? I, know you, I, I certainly have. You stayed with loaf bread. but I, I stay with, oh, I stay with Marita. Are you kidding me? Marita white bread. Yeah, yeah, Bobby, I, I got to stick with the old thing I grew up on. Marita white bread. Oh, man, you guys me over there. Well, I, I, I want to make a confession that when I grew up, my mother, uh, the Duke's mayonnaise was more expensive than the uh, Kraft salad dressing. So you salad oh, dressing. Don't, don't even go there. A little too sweet for me, but yeah. take what you now can that, get. Now, that will kill you. But that, but then I, I graduated when I got to college into Duke's, and my wife is a Hellman's person. Oh. Uh she she definitely likes Hellman's better. Mm. Now, this is a good one. That's a keeper. Bobby, do you, do you do you know anything about liver mush? No, we've already talked about that. Yeah, he, talk he about does, that? He's never had it. Oh, I don't I don't go there. That doesn't. <laughs> How about chitlins? Are you, are you a chitlin man? Hey, you could bury some liver mush in your garden, and maybe tomatoes would be even better. <laughs> That's, you got a good point. Now, I will bury it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what I would normally do, too, is bury it. Well, Bobby, you, you come from what they call the garden state. Is there any land left in New Jersey to garden in? That's right. It's the garden state. Yeah. Any any land there to garden still? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got land. Uh, there's about three square inches left up there. <laughs> I would think so. <laughs> oh, me. Bobby, <laughs> well, Bobby, uh, please call us again. We worried about you. You hadn't called us in a pretty good while, so well, we're glad you, know, you made it here. I can only—I don't want to spoil you guys. 
guys, so I'll check in with you periodically. Please do. Please do. Yeah. Well, thank you, Bobby. You have a wonderful day. Give everybody and and Andrew a good pat on the back and tell them we said hello, won't you? All right. Love you guys. Hey, we love you too, Bobby. Bobby A. Check it out. All right, buddy. Take care. Well, Herb Herb in uh, Janesville has to follow that. Uh, Herb? Well, good morning. Good morning. morning. How do you follow Bobby? Well, yeah. Well, you know, Bobby was talking about uh, burying bones, and it made me think that now is a great time for people to start saving up their eggshells. I've got about a gallon of crushed eggshells, and I just simply throw them out there, tomatoes and every other thing, and it gets the calcium and also gives the slugs and snails a very hard time. Right. What I... um, First of all, good morning, Mike and Ann and Rufus and distinguished guests. How's your mother doing today? She's on the phone in here. She's busy. Oh, okay. Well, she's politicking. She's on the town council, isn't she? Yeah, she she was, but she's retired from that, and she's just what might be referred to as an adjunct person. <laughs> oh, okay. She's a she's a consultant. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She's, she's an emeritus. <laughs> That's right. In everything. Oh. Uh, you, uh, I want to ask that you and Anne and Rufus might say a word to uh, to the neighbors about pruning right now. My rose bushes have been blooming. They've been blooming almost all year. In and Jamesville or Durham? Uh, in Durham. Okay. In Durham. Yeah. Oh. And uh, I wanted to cut back the knockout roses and maybe prune a few trees so if y'all would just say a word if anybody's doing that uh greatly appreciate it what what kind of uh trees well i've got fruit trees okay plums peaches Uh, i'm not going well actually i've already pruned the orange trees so uh they're, they're no problem but i was thinking mostly of my outdoor the uh pear uh huh Plums and the peaches. All right, and and also, what else did you mention? The roses. Yeah, yeah, the the roses. Okay. Uh, I haven't done anything. I've been waiting for it to get really cold, um, and I thought we were getting close to that time, whether it gets that cold or not. Are you hearing us in Jamesville this morning? Well, actually, you're at the very fringe. Yes. Yeah, because we're only on 10,000 watts right now as opposed to 50,000. We're having some uh, yeah. transmitter maintenance. It's a little more static. I'm on the phone, wow. uh, and I got you online. But it's a little more static right. this morning. Yeah. Okay. Just wanted to check so to make sure you could hear us. But uh, you can also uh, go on online to WPTF.com and, and uh, oh, yeah. also tune in radio and 98.5 here in the Raleigh area. You can pick us up. Off the phone, I'll go to the, okay. Uh, just why? Well, yeah. I wasn't just telling you, I was telling everybody, but uh, we will, we will address that Herb and always great to hear from you, my friend. Well, Herb, I am now going to be pruning my ro- knockout roses this afternoon. Go down to about knee deep. Okay. And uh, I cut the, Cut the inside out. I learned from Ann to clean the clean the middle out. Cut off any excess sprouts that come up from the bottom to, to aggravate you. And uh, on the other other hybrid roses, I don't cut them back 
as far down. For some reason, they seem to do better if I leave them a little higher. But I, I think right now is a good time to prune roses. Now, depending on uh, your your fruit trees, I, I think Paul McKenzie might know better about that. Than yeah, I, I was going to ask Paul. Uh, January, February, a good time for pruning fruit trees, right? Uh, yeah, well, probably mid February to early March is ideal. But I think you'd be fine to go ahead and do that. Um, and uh, Rufus, I got a. a Definitely reiterate what you say about pruning from the inside out uh, when you're talking about your shrubbery and roses and such, pruning from the inside out or from the bottom up. Do some thinning cuts first before you do any heading back. You know, for most shrubs, the worst thing you can do is just kind of shear off the top. Oh, absolutely. Um, But I do have another important update, which is that Johnny Coley does not like liver mush. Oh, oh, he was listening, or did you text him? or unfried. Okay, well, boy, I'll tell you, it uh, William is is in a land of his own, I guess. Well, I'm willing to try it. I, I don't think I've ever had it, but I'm willing to try it. Fri- I'll I'll take it fried. Well, my my wife loves liver, and I'll, I'll I don't know that we've ever discussed it. We've I think we've discussed about everything else, but okay. not liver mush. Please count me out on that. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to make you sick, Herb. I, you, does your mother like uh, liver mush? You think? Uh, yeah, well, I, I don't know. We we it's not in our kitchen, so uh, probably not. We you know, I, I don't know that I've ever eaten liver mush. I don't eat any meat at all. But I don't oh, okay. ever think I've eaten liver mush. In fact. No. No, you'll have a great weekend. <laughs> hey, Herb, take it easy, buddy. All right. See you. Right. We'll talk to Carter coming up here on WPTF. You're listening to The Weekend Gardener. It's 1020. Listening to the longest running gardening show on the radio. It's the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF. It's funny, I'm, I'm looking over uh, at the television, a, a makeup guy, and I saw him making up, he looks very familiar, making up uh, Dr. Friday. I remember him putting on our makeup uh, before we did uh, North Carolina People with William Friday at the Arboretum in 2006. You remember yep. getting makeup put on? Definitely so. Yeah, TV makeup. And this gentleman, I don't know if he's retiring or what, but at any rate, they're doing a little expose on him. He's he's apparently applied makeup to First Lady Michelle Obama and, and just zillions of people who are showing a lot of different pictures up, up there. It didn't have Rufus's picture. I guess he put makeup on you, too. Rufus, you had makeup. You did it in the studio, didn't you, Doctor Friday well, Show? If you got a fat face, you don't need makeup. <laughs> makeup or Botox. So, at any rate, we did it at the Arboretum, and uh, so maybe it was because we were outside. But I think they they do it anyway. How about that? That's pretty cool. Well, the guy was very meticulous. I, I looked just as bad as. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> when I saw the saw the show, repeat, I, I looked just as bad as I remembered I looked. So didn't do a lot of good. But I guess my face didn't shine. That was the problem. Does your face shine, Rufus? Oh, yeah. Shine. <laughs> so they put some makeup on. Yeah. Carter is in Durham. Is this Carter Q? How are you, how's everything at the library in Durham? Well, you know things are well. Things are well. You know, and, and speaking of speaking of libraries, there's um, and uh, there's a book Rufus might be interested in uh, was by a fellow by the name of Paul Edward Allen, and um, he grew up in Creedmoor, but uh, he uh, spent most of his working career in Canada, and I think he still lives in Canada. But he wrote this. Uh, he wrote his memoirs uh, that were see if I can recall title. Uh, when Tobacco Was King, A History of Tobacco in Canada, A Southerner's Global Journey. Oh. And uh, the book came out last year, or two years ago, and he talks about leaving from Creedmoor and going to Canada, but looking at the impact of tobacco uh, relative to his family back in Creedmoor and how tobacco put a lot of people in school and how it, it paid a lot of mortgages for people and sent kids to college. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, he he would love to meet my friend Billy Jurgen. Oh, our, our friend Billy Jurgen. Yeah, who's yeah. a professor of uh, at Duke University and teaches about the heritage of tobacco. And was oh, a wow. really good radio announcer back in back of the day. Oh, farm, absolutely. Farm expert and I'll, auctioneer. Uh, yeah, I, you know what, what I'll do is I'll send um I'll send Paul a uh send him a little note and uh tell him to get in contact with uh, Professor Jurgen. Yeah. No, he he, he and, and and Billy Jurgen is now writing another book on Virginia tobacco hmm. that he talked to me about the other day. Yeah, his family was in the warehouse business up in, in, in Oxford. Oxford, correct. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow, it wouldn't would not surprise me if uh, they uh They may know each other. Two degrees of separation somewhere. I, I believe so, Carter. Yeah. But uh, my question was I I uh, we got about a minute before news. Okay, all right. So the question is, um, the uh, mock oranges, um, I've been to several nurseries over the past several years, and the mock orange, they were, were not as uh, uh, fragrant. Uh, are yeah. you having those problems, Mike? Because I know you wrote about mock orange is one of your favorite uh, plants. Well, mock orange and a lot of plants like that have been hybridized a great deal, and you to make the blooms look pretty for one reason or another, Paul, uh, you can help me with this, but I, I, they have, some of the varieties don't have the fragrance that other varieties do. And that's one of those plants that you have to buy when it's blooming to make sure it's, uh, it, it, you know, there are sweet Betsy and, and a lot of others, uh, a lot of other blooming plants. Hold on, Carter. We'll discuss this more coming up after the news. Uh, with Ms. Ann, Brother Rufus, Paul McKenzie, and yours truly on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF. Mike Rayley here along with Ann Clapp, Rufus Edmondson. Gail Hartfield is with us at the National Weather Service, longtime meteorologist there. Gail, good morning. Thank you for taking time out in your busy schedule for us. Good morning, sir. How are you? All right. Oh, you don't have to say sir to me. Uh, but <laughs> there is there is some. We were just talking to a, 
uh, New Jersey transplant. They've got they've got some action going on up there. I think they're going to have a nor'easter maybe, and and the uh, the upper Midwest has got some bitter cold. What are we going to get this weekend in this area? Well, it's looking like we could see a few flakes, but it's it is increasingly looking like at least in this area that any flakes are going to be quite minimal and not be anything significant. We're looking at the starting mid evening hours. And kind of going into the early overnight hours, and by the time most people get up, you'll hardly even know anything happened. <laughs> uh, looks like any any dusting or anything will be to the north and west of the triangle, and um, we're focusing on the triad area, Greensboro, Winston Salem, for the possibility of a, a wet uh, half to one inch kind of totals. Okay, so it doesn't sound like a whole lot, but if you're if you're traveling now, how close is that really cold air going to get to us? Well, right now it's looking like we're we're keeping our eye on it. We've been waiting for it to try to make inroads in here, and it's really looking like it's going to take, um, gosh, until maybe next weekend before we get this in here. Um, and even then, uh, models are not in great agreement on how much of that cold air is going to come in. Um, we're, I guess, either either it's beneficial or, or not that we've got the mountains right there, and all that really cold, dense air is being held west of the mountains uh, through most of the next week or so. So. Uh, we won't get we'll get little pieces of it a little bit here and there, but but nothing like what they're seeing up in the Midwest now. The uh, the mountains, uh, you think maybe is going to get some snow this weekend? A little more, I guess they've they've had fair amount out there. Good skiing weather the last few weeks. It is good skiing weather for those folks. Yes, absolutely. And we're expecting more, and they'll have a few rounds. It looks over the next week or so. Uh, little potential, especially the western slopes and up in the. Oh, West Virginia in particular will get another uh, few rounds over the next week. So that's exciting news for those folks who want to go get some skiing done. Now, if we're traveling by car to the north, uh, how soon will we start running into some some weather problems this weekend? Uh, it's you're probably gonna. It's probably gonna be this evening. I don't foresee much of anything happening. Yeah, maybe you might catch it in the Asheville area and some of those um, up to Mars Hill in that area. Um, some of the central mountains of our state, but um, really most of it's going to be after after mid evening or so, in through the overnight hours tonight. So anyone anyone heading out there um, late tonight, early tomorrow morning, yeah, you could get some some snow on the roads, especially the slushy uh, slushy roads. And you know, just because you can kind of see the road there, it, the the slush can be surprisingly slippery, even though you think it's just wet. Um, it, it can it can do a number on you, so why isn't folks to be careful? So generally for the Triangle area, it's going to be uh, mostly a cold rain? It's mostly going to be a cold rain, yeah. Any any flakes that are in there, I mean, you can, if, you, if you want to stay up late tonight and, and look, <laughs> you can find a few. Um, but it's really going to be few and far between, and we're not expecting. I mean, if there if there's a little bit of a dusting, it's going to get, it'll be really slushy and, and light, and, and it'll, it'll wash right away as we switch over to all rain overnight. Slick spots possible in the morning for driving? Uh, I don't foresee it. We are only going to get down to a lows of about 34 degrees at most in this area. So I, I don't foresee it being a big problem. Um, you know, that said, just obviously watch out for any puddles and things like that, because uh, that could certainly, even, even uh, outside of any accumulation of wintry precipitation the roads can still get slick and and get hydroplaning so uh you know take it easy so i guess gail i don't get to make any snow cream right <laughs> no well you have to travel a little bit but no not here <laughs> <laughs> well rufus we'll take you to wherever you'd like to get well, I'm some sure snow I can cream get some in boone yeah i mean you sure. go home and uh yeah, i'm from boone gail yeah so oh, yeah absolutely yeah they'll, they'll definitely get some over there so head up there go ahead gail Be thank careful. you so much <laughs> And we always appreciate uh, you folks at the National Weather Service. We're here for you.
for you anytime. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. Thanks. Gail Hartfield, meteorologist at the National Weather Service, with us on WPTF. Back to Carter. Carter, thank you, sir. And uh, we were, I don't even remember what we were talking about oh, now. We were, we, we, were, um, we were discussing the, uh, the uh, lack of fragrance. In, uh, oh, yes, in the mock orange. Paul, uh, do you want to address that some? Uh, I would probably just concur with what you were saying about it. It um, probably varies by cultivar. Um, so it, do you know what cultivar you planted? Well, no, I, I, uh, I, I was, I had, I had not planted uh, any. Uh, I, I wanted to, and I had gone to, uh, had gone to a nursery, had gone to several nurseries, and um, I noticed that uh, there was just uh, no fragrance uh, coming mm, yeah. from the mock orange. And um, the uh, salesperson I spoke with said that uh, they, for the past several years, they had been having that problem, and he thought it was probably because. Uh, some of the mock oranges that he had gotten, they were hybrids. Yes, yep. yes. As I mentioned, they were hybridizing them. But, you know, for the genetics, making them you know, stronger, uh, more disease-resistant, or prettier leaves, or, or something ornamental. And, you know, we, we, buy, we buy these plants like the, the um, Sweet Betsy, uh, the, which is a pretty plant. I mean, it's kind of a kind of a neat looking plant. Pretty leaves and all of that. But we we buy them specifically for those short lived blooms, unusual looking blooms. And uh, sometimes you you just don't get that uh, with the sweet Betsy anymore. But uh, the one I have, you get some fragrance. Rufus, do you have plants that uh, I have you, some sweet Betsy that has a nice fragrance and some that that do not. Uh, I I think it's a shame that they're breeding out. It's hard to get a a scented rose anymore mm-hmm. because they, they're just about breaded out of them. Yeah. yeah. You know, some of the tea hybrids are, are still have plenty of fragrance, but, uh, you know, they, they're blooming, they're breeding them for the, for the pretty blooms and, and disease resistance. So it, it I sure hope they leave gardenias alone, Carter. Uh, isn't that yeah, the yeah, I hope so. <laughs> and when they, when you lose the, the that and Daphne, that, I mean, I, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, so we I don't know that I have run into a gardenia that didn't have What's the name of that book, uh, Carter? It's called Paul Edward Allen. Uh, yeah, it's uh, When Tobacco Was King. Where Tobacco Was King. Yep, A History of Tobacco in Canada, A Southerner's Global Journey. Okay. How about that? Sounds and, uh, interesting. I think he, he, sells it on, uh, he sells it on Amazon. He, he, he was doing a book tour, and he came, he came through the area several years ago. All right. Yeah. Well, Carter, thank you so much, buddy. I appreciate always nice talking to you, sir. All right. Thank you so much for all that you do. Well, thank you. All Great. that you do for the library. Yeah, Good gracious. Thanks, Carter. Uh, reading and learning. Hey, let's uh, travel to Caswell County and Marvin. Marvin, good morning. Rufus, I bet you did some campaigning in Caswell County before. I sure did. Yeah. My, my friend Lee Farmer up there. Mm-hmm. You know him, Marvin? I do, I do, um, I do, and there's a there's a lake uh, called Farmers Lake there in Caswell County. So you're named after, <coughs> excuse me, named after um, the late Lee Farmer, mm-hmm. uh, senior, I should say. Well, great. So, uh, how's everybody doing? We're doing wonderful, wonderful this morning. Of course, we're nice and warm in here, nice lights, <laughs> uh, pleasant company. So we're great. 
So how about you? How's everybody in Caswell County this morning? That's a pretty county. It is a pretty county. Yeah. It is a pretty county, a peaceful county. Mm-hmm. And um, hey, the news is good. Um, gentlemen, the reason I was calling, I had called back around April sometime, and you guys were giving me some information, and I happened to be on the road at that time. Look, I want to find out, if you don't mind, a couple of names of some good seed companies, companies that have good vegetable seeds. Well, I can name one right now, Parker. Parker. That's the one I was trying to think of. Paul, I'm sure you get uh, seed catalogs. Uh, yeah, are you just looking for um, uh, just kind of standard garden cultivars for, for garden-scale quantities? That's, that's true. You know, I when I called back in around April time frame, I asked about yellow watermelon seeds because, um, well, it may have been look, it may have been later in later than April because I did I didn't see any. So um, again, I couldn't remember the name of the company. So we have Parker. Now, if you have one you'd like to offer, I'd love to hear it. Well, I can offer you another one too. Gurney, Gurney Seed Company has. Uh, emphasizes vegetables and melons and things like that. Gurney Seed Company. What about Burpee? Oh, sure. Yeah, that's one. That's okay. Okay, there's, now there's, I'm going to find... There's Wyatt Quarles, which is based oh, yeah. in... Oh, yeah, certainly. That's, uh, that's Garner. Uh, the, you know, good gracious. One, they are one of our sponsors. What am I thinking of? Mm-hmm. War, uh, yeah, that's Wyatt that's Quarles, they've been in business since uh, the 1800s and uh, located yeah, I, here in the I, Triangle. I, I, I think they advertise their, their grass seed a lot. On yeah, the- but they, they, you know, they offer a lot of different seeds. If you go on their site, Wyatt Quarles, uh, you should uh, should be able to find uh, what you want. That's a, a great, great company. Another North Carolina company is So True Seed, uh, S-O-W, So True Seed. Uh, they're based up in Asheville, and um, I think they they have a lot of um, heirloom-type seeds, uh, a lot of specialty seeds, um, so they might be something to look in. And, and they have a good reputation, just as Wyatt Corals does. Okay. Well, gentlemen, I thank you. Everybody, everybody listening uh, gets the benefit uh, from what you all have said. And uh, thanks a lot. Enjoy your program here in Caswell County. You, Keep up the good work. Okay? You see, Mr. Farmer, tell him that Rufus said hello. I will. <laughs> I will do. <laughs> Marvin, it's a small world, buddy. It really is. I see it is. Enjoy you. Thank you so much for being a part of the program, being part of our family. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Bye. 919 uh, you know, when you're servicing your car, there are you know, cycles of life. And there are cycles for your car. Cycle of service. Your cycle of service begins the month you buy your car. That cycle does not necessarily match with the normal seasonal changes. At King's Auto Service, they'll schedule your service intervals based on that cycle. For those using synthetic oil and driving limited miles, you may go months past a normal service based on those miles. And you'll need to schedule uh, service, of course, two to three times a year. King's Auto Service can help you out a lot with that. 
during your service there, they'll check a lot of things, the wipers, the belts, the tires, transmission level, oil is, is of course, part of all of that. And they'll, they'll, they'll give it a good once over. Uh, for those of you driving a hybrid vehicle, uh, the folks at King's Auto Service can refurbish your high-voltage battery pack for less than the dealer will charge to replace it. This usually occurs around 150,000 miles. Call King's today to schedule a courtesy battery analysis. King's Auto Service and King's Correct Lube. Easy to find at 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh and at kingautomotive.net. King's Automotive Service, Raleigh's most reliable auto care since 1946. 919-860-9783. On the home stretch coming up, it's 1048. You're listening to one of the longest-running radio shows in the country, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back at uh, 1051. Mike Rayleigh here along with Ann Clapp and Rufus Edmonston. It's, uh, you know, it's such a relaxing place. I, during the week, I am breaking my neck in there for Big Daddy doing those newscasts. But he lets me come in here on Saturday and do this, and it's it's nice and relaxing. We've got Sam in there. Don't have to worry about anything technical. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've got uh, Miss Ann and you and all these nice people. Paul. So, Paul, what uh, what's ahead for the Master Gardeners? What are you going to be doing this week, et cetera, et cetera, or anything? I tell you, if there are some things that we need to be doing in the landscape right now, I'd sure love to, to know what they are. Yeah, just the stuff we've already mentioned, uh, getting ready to hit pruning season for most of your uh, shrubs and ornamental trees, roses, fruit trees, et cetera. I uh, do want to remind folks, you know, we need to be getting our – of crabgrass preventer and our broadleaf weed control out earlier than we have in the past. Uh, things are just, you know, the data shows that uh, things are coming up earlier than they have in the past. So I'd shoot for getting those uh, weed control products out on your tall fescue um, this month or early March. Uh, if you can find, with the broadleaf weeds especially, if you can find a warm, dry day um, to get those applied. And also, it's time to, at least generally around next weekend, to put out a uh, a bit of nitrogen uh, fertilizer. That's right. Uh, for the fescue lawn. This is uh, yeah. And you know, there's renewed interest in vegetable gardening, which is great. And remember, there's a lot of things that you can plant in February and March. Uh, you know, if we can get some dry enough days to be able to work the soil. Um, and then last, don't forget, we've got our online seminars coming up. Uh, the Vance and Warren Master Gardeners. If you'll go to a, the Vance County Cooperative Extension website, you'll find all the details to register for that series of six uh, gardening seminars online. Did we get uh, Herb's question about pruning the fruit trees all straightened out? Uh, yeah, um, mid to late February is a great time to do that. Uh, pruning fruit trees is kind of art and science. Um, there's some good, you know, pamphlets on our website, but really the best way is to search for, uh, some YouTube videos. Uh, Mike Parker, our amazing fruit tree specialist at NC State has got some really good pruning videos out on YouTube. Uh, I think if you go to YouTube and search for Mike Parker, NCSU, you should, you should find those 
I would highly recommend that. And he has been for years holding the uh, you know a special day in I guess usually February down in uh, Johnston County on yeah, seventy. Does, uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, he does printing work- workshops each year, and if you can catch one of those in person, they are fabulous. He is a wonderful, wonderful instructor. Yeah, uh, our Roy Lewis, who uh, was with us on the show for. For several years, was connected to the. He was a master gardener in Johnston County, and I know that they uh, had worked with uh, Dr. Parker on that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's uh, very, very valuable. People are always interested in in pruning, and again, if you if you have camellias, let them bloom to their heart's content. Uh, some, when it starts warming up a little bit, you'll get more blooms from the japonicas and uh the azaleas uh wait until after you know then you can then you can prune the camellias after the azaleas bloom in the spring you can do that anything that's spring blooming you you want to just leave it alone right now that's right and you know if you if you have to do it dra- drastic pruning on azaleas it's going to take a while for them to bloom again most of them if you have a Encore azalea, that type uh, bloom a couple of times, three times a year, is probably still the the late spring pruning. Rufus, you you do that, Ann, yeah. in the in the late, uh, spring, late for, spring for encore azaleas. That's about one time a year, even though it blooms in the yeah in the fall too. Yeah, I haven't. I've, I've just kind of tip pruned my encores. They they haven't really gotten that big. I've, they've been in the ground for twenty years, maybe. You know, no. if you don't have to, people think you have to plume. No, you don't have to, and you don't have to. Especially if you let them move. Especially yeah. if you put them in the right place. You yeah. put them in the right place, Paul. Right? Absolutely. Yes. So we 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 prune plants because we want to prune plants, not because the plants want. To we want them a certain. We want them a certain size, and you know, with things like we we get back into crepe murder and all of that, and and topping trees, crepe myrtle, uh, myrtle trees, if you plant a smaller variety and put it in the right place. That's right. Uh, although I tell you, I've, I've seen some crepe myrtles up against houses in the right position, and they, gosh, they really do look good, but you know, it's it's, tough. it's not a good tree to plant It's not a good a tree. House. It really it's isn't. Real- especially if it starts getting on the roof, because they can you know, they can drop all kinds of stuff. Oh, I, I, I made that mistake of uh, the building I owned downtown and had to take them all out. Very fragile. It, it, it was a little law building on the corner of Salisbury and Blunt. The, the Edmonston and, building. Yeah. And we, <laughs> we, uh. Oh, you had them out front? You had crepe myrtles out no, front? No, not my building. The, the one I owned before that, the little pink house. Oh, okay. On Morgan and before Blunt. Before this. Yeah, all right. And it. It was a very bad. I, I loved it when they were growing very small, and then they almost tore the foundation out. Oh wow! I didn't know their root systems. I know that that there are some trees that can can be very uh, devastating for the root systems and concrete driveways and uh, even house foundations. But what so it, what is gardening except learning something from mistakes? Yeah, that's Who was right. it? Was it J.C. Ralston that said you got to? Kill a bunch of plants before you learn anything. I don't that's, know. that's exactly who said it. That <laughs> certainly sounds like something a, a great gardener would say, and yeah. he was that. He was. And I'm sure that Paul would concur. 
Oh, yes, indeed. So how long before the farmer's market in in Henderson opens up? We usually open uh, mid to late April. Um, So we'll be having our vendor meeting, our annual vendor meeting come up here pretty soon and starting to get ready for that. Do me a favor and tell the, the vendors to listen to the Weekend Gardener. Will you do that for me? Sure. Tell them if yeah. they do, I'll take them out for some liver mush at the farmer's market. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, okay. We we got uh, we got about less than a minute. Rufus, are you gonna be you gonna be doing anything in the landscape today or you have have big business going on? No, I'm 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 going Cutting to Cutting deals. I'm I'm gonna probably uh watch some grit T V <laughs> you to watch a western, huh? Well, I love my western. I do too. <laughs> Miss Ann, you just gonna I'm just, just gonna go, go home and relax. I'm gonna go home and relax and do a little bit of pruning on some stuff that's Sam, you don't have to work much longer, do you, today? Okay. Well you have a nice weekend. I hope everybody has a wonderful weekend. And um, Brother Rigsby will be along with the news and the folks at CBS. Have a wonderful, safe weekend. We love you all. See you next week.